0: Welcome to episode three, Parshat Lechlecha.
1: Did you guys think that it would be this legit?
0: <laughs> it's legit now.
1: No, it's, it's not that legit.
0: Make it fade out. Make it fade. Make I think we fade. did it. Fade into we the voice. It. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we actually did it.
1: Hi, it's Allison. And Kevin. And this is week three, Parshat Lechlecha, Torah between us. So it's a big week. Parshat Lechlecha. Whenever Laflusa comes around, it takes me back to my days in seminary in the old city of Jerusalem, Arova 2015, 2016. Woo. Um, every Parsha at Laflusa, the school would have a big Aliyah celebration because it was the anniversary mm. of the head of the Midrasha of Millstone. Um, that was the Parsha that he made Aliyah on. And so every single year, we go ahead and commemorate that. And I was very excited about October 30th this year, kind of lining up with Leshosa because I was really going to be able to partake in that Leshosa journey myself and then a part of the Major Shah, which was another um, piece of my life that definitely contributed to me wanting to be in Israel for, for longer, for the rest of my life, building my family there. Um, but things changed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still a great week.
0: Yeah. What, do, what did they do? How did they celebrate it?
1: Oh, there's like a full-blown like a falafel, Israeli flags, big party, dancing, music. He gives a speech. It's like a whole thing. Mm. Um, mm. It was great. It was really special. And I think other people who made Aliyah that went to the seminary also came in mm. um, to celebrate, which was very, very sweet. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to partake in one of those, even if Parshat Lechlechah isn't directly associated with our Aliyah date. Yet. Yet. Hopefully it's not this time next year. Hopefully it's sooner than that.
0: Hopefully next year Parshat Lechlechah will uh, be in Israel and uh, maybe be at Harova, maybe be in in the old city. Big time. Um, But even uh, Avram, his journey gets uh, sidetracked a little bit. God says, go to Israel. And then he gets there and immediately when he gets there, there's a famine and he goes to Egypt, then there's uh there's bumps in the road. You gotta roll with the punches.
1: As long as nobody uh makes it so that you have to claim that I'm your sister and pull with it.
0: We have been told. Oh yeah. That we look like siblings.
1: Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. At least we have a cover if we need to go to Egypt for something. Yeah. Or somewhere else. It happens twice that Avram needs to say, She's my sister don't kill me right have her
0: right right well they, i mean he was like his niece in some way so there is a relation there but he wasn't literally familial
1: so if avraham and sarah and me and you were on the siblings or david dating instagram page
0: <laughs> that's an instagram page i think it
1: is at least that's what uh i've been told I don't know. we can fact check neither of us are really on instagram but it's definitely a page on social media somewhere.
0: I believe it. I mean,
1: yeah. Siblings are dating. Um, who would win? Avram and Sarah or me and you?
0: I don't know. I don't know. It does talk about how uh, <laughs> Avram's son Yitzchak specifically looked like him to make people assured that, oh, you know, this is actually Avram's son because it was so miraculous. That,
1: and because Sarah was just taken.
0: Right. Right.
1: That's also part of it. Right. Um, Yeah, but a lot of people say that their babies tend to look like the father at first, and then the baby goes over to uh, the mama's side.
0: Well, I think it then looks like both of us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we look like siblings. So it comes full circle. Yeah. Um. But on a more serious note, there's lots of really beautiful teachings from this week's Parsha. There's lots of action in this week's Parsha. Mm. There's lots of tension and drama um, so I think we should jump into it
0: yeah well one thing that I remember you mentioned after last week we recorded was that you like it better when I speak to you instead of speaking to the phone
1: in both when we're recording the podcast and in normal life yes <laughs> so
0: um, I'll try to direct some of the ideas to, to us to, to flesh out but um, part of part of that, uh it, it's like when reading this week's Torah portion, it says um Sarah or Sarai at that time tells Avraham or Avram to take an additional wife because she's not bearing children. And it doesn't say that Avraham heard her request, it says Vaishma Avram Likol Sarai, that Avram heard Sarai's voice. What does that uh, <laughs> make you think?
1: Um, there's a difference between hearing the, the, the voice and the tone and what's behind what the person's saying versus the request itself.
0: Mm. Yeah. And like hearing the the question behind the question or the story behind the request is definitely a common theme. There's a lot of... Uh, I don't know. I think Avram and Sarah are probably like the husband and wife that maybe interact most in the Torah. And there's definitely a lot of a lot of lessons there. But hearing kind of like what's what's really behind the request? What is Sarai seeking?
1: So what's behind the request for me to ask you to speak to the phone versus speak to me? Yeah. I think, again, it comes back to Torah between us. That are we speaking to each other or, uh, and letting the audience listen in? Are we speaking to the audience? Um, but by the way, you double outed us this week because now people know that we're schlubs sitting on a couch recording into a phone instead of. Um, microphones. And when we did the intro with the fancy music, <laughs> we outed ourselves and we said, we have a laptop here that we're playing into the one microphone from the phone and using the minimize button to make the sound fade out instead of fancy
0: technology. Well, the, the whole thing is that we share one microphone. It's totally between us. It's like <laughs> our voices are totally our ideas coming together and like fusing in the middle in this, this one microphone. We, we can't have two microphones.
1: No way. Never.
0: Yeah, that it wouldn't be Torah between us. It would be. I don't have another good name.
1: <laughs> Got to ask ChatGPT <Chachipiti> for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but there is at least the the between us. There's almost like a an idea of like distance between you and yourself. Like um, I don't know when I say like. Uh, Like, oh, I used to be a better version of myself. Or
1: I hope you don't say that. <laughs> I,
0: I say that for something, but there's, there's, there's kind of like, like, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of another example, but I can't think of what. Or, I let myself down,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and in the beginning of the parsha it says, "Vayomer lech lecha," like go for yourself, but also like, lech, lecha, go to yourself. And the distance sometimes that we feel, there's a, there's a Hasidic saying that there's no further distance in the world and between someone's heart and someone's head. And that like, uh, bridging the gap between maybe your intellectual and emotional side or your higher self of like, oh, you know, I know that I could do better. Or I expect better of myself. Like, there's something like this consciousness that sometimes we ignore, we silence, and sometimes we feel like we're going towards. Is that making sense at all?
1: Maybe the audience can weigh in for this one and you are speaking to the phone. <laughs> uh, but there's, there's one idea that I definitely wanted to, to share that blew my mind a couple of years ago i was on a shabbaton for a, an interfaith entrepreneurship fellowship program that i did at hunter college with a bunch of other students um across various campuses and a girl shared Dvar torah was parasha hmm. um otherwise it would be i mean i'm assuming it is because otherwise it'd be very weird that she just shared this random director that's associated with Parshat Lachlosa for no reason um but I, I believe it was Parshat Lech, Lech Lecha. The timing makes
0: sense. Well, Ruv at our wedding shared an idea from Parshat Lech Lecha. That's true. <laughs> the, the it wasn't weird. It, it wasn't weird. It was just magical. It was just magical. Parshat Lech Lecha, it, just, it connects.
1: I guess so. But I'm going to go with it that it was Parshat Lech Lecha. I believe you. Um, and she said that when it talks about Hashem making the promise to Abraham that his children will be as great as the stars in the sky, the Pasuk says like, Go look. What's the exact phrase that it says?
0: The exact phrase it says, um, Vayomer <coughs> Avram.
1: And Avram said. <laughs> Nailed it.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, Vayodzeo toachutza. That he went outside. That literally it says that God took him outside. Mm-hmm. Vayomer and God told Avram, "Had Beitna Shemaima, that looked towards the sky or looked towards the heavens, which is for And Count the stars. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so this idea that um, the girl was describing was that Avram actually went, at, like you could just interpret that as like, okay, go look, so look at the stars and and just as plentiful as the stars are, so too will be your offspring. But she says that so somewhere, and I'm curious, I still don't know where this is sourced. Maybe she made it up and she did a great job. I don't know. But I, I believe it's sourced somewhere that um, there's a midrash that Abram actually went outside, listened to Hashem, and started going one by one by one, counting every single star in the sky. And that was like the secret and the key to Abraham and the Jewish people's greatness. It's this idea of being able to hear a task that's pretty impossible, like seems so out of reach, seems so time-consuming, difficult, like you can't count all the stars in the sky. Also, that seems to be a big waste of time. You get the point. You look up, you see there are lots of stars. I mean, in New York City, you just see airplanes. But um, <laughs> assuming you're a place where there isn't a lot of air, uh, light pollution, uh, you see the stars. And But Avram, he really counted and tried counting every single one. And that was the key to the greatness, this idea of the Jewish people doing the impossible and believing that that we can, even if something seems so out of reach, like, no, we have... The ability and the power to to make it happen and to achieve that goal.
0: Yeah, and just speaking of New York City and like achieving impossible goals, um, I remember an idea that I heard from uh, Rabbi Yaakov Nangain, who said uh, that it says in one of the Psalms, "Munemis par la kolchavim, mechulam shimu ikra." that God counts the stars and that he gives a name to all of them. And that the same way that Avram is promised, uh, all of, you know, that the, his, uh, offspring will be as numerous as the stars that like each one of those stars is like precious to, to God, that and there's a, there's a famous song by, um, an Israeli poet, Lechol Ishi Shame that each person has a name that their their father and mother gave them, and um, it's a really nice song by Zelda. Uh, and we we have this I don't know seemingly impossible task of over over two hundred people, over two hundred names, over okay. two hundred stars, lights. Who um, and how, how are we going to get them back? How how are they going to come home? Um, but believing that, like we can do the impossible, that we can we can hopefully bring back these these captives um, safely.
1: And uh, Aaron Bluestein tonight at MJ shared a really beautiful idea. Um, so just as we have this blessing for we should be as numerous as the stars in the sky, Avram's also promised that his offspring should be like the the dust of the earth, which isn't a very glamorous blessing at um, the service. But he shared this beautiful idea, like what's so special about the dust of the earth, which seems just very like lowly and like it, only, it could be a curse for all if you think about it in one perspective. Who knows? But um, he said that there's this idea that when what happens to dust when you stomp on it and when you push it around and, and you know, it, it comes together and it starts forming like, I don't know, thank God in our apartment. we Keep it pretty clean. We have an automated vacuum. We don't get to this point. <laughs> But in certain scenarios, maybe if you think back to the day camp, there dust really collects and forms these little mounts. And the more that you push it down, the stronger and more compact and unified it becomes. Um, and so that's kind of the blessing here. It's this idea of like time and time again, the Jewish people are pushed down stomped on, belittled. But our reaction and our response in our atoms is to... I'm not very physics-oriented, so maybe there's a better term to use. <laughs> in our uh, DNA. In our DNA. In our, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. That's that's what's really happening. Our reaction is to come together and to unite and to form this mound.
0: Yeah, and I was thinking about we, um, in June, on our way to Israel, we stopped over in Amsterdam, and they have these uh, little... Uh, bronze stone things struple's stomp nailed it <laughs> <laughs> these uh a little um i think maybe they're brass um tiles in the ground that uh mark that this used to be a jewish home who were kicked out and it says uh, the family name and the year that they lived there i think um and it was actually said, it, literally, it's called like a stumbling stone. Yeah. Um, but I'm forgetting what it was in, in German um, or Dutch. But the it, they actually encourage you to step on them because when you step on them, you shine them, you polish them. Mm. And this idea that like, okay, when we're stepped on as a people, that's that's when we shine. That's when we have this, this, this I mean, we shouldn't need to do that. But there's, there's something about, through that that difficulty, through that pressure, being able to form diamonds and shine.
1: That's beautiful. I mean, that also goes back to a lot of the interpretations around why, again, the stars of the sky. Like, why are we compared to the stars? It's that we're supposed to be bringing light. We're supposed to be shining.
0: Right. There's a really interesting idea that I heard from Ephraim Goldberg that it talks about those who abarthah, nivarephah, that those who bless you will be blessed, and those who curse you, or I will curse them, but there's another way of reading the uh, word uh, "or," which means I will enlighten that those who bless you will be blessed and you'll receive blessing, and those who curse you, uh, or I will show your brightness, and that through kind of also being put down, that somehow that will also be an opportunity to show. Um, our resilience and our ability to to respond to, to tragedy and to to being cursed and spit on yeah
1: i mean i really think a lot about um all the people on college campuses right now and how hard it might be to shine as they're literally being spit on and pushed down in all sorts of ways
0: yeah but they're the when sometimes you feel like you're on the other side, like Avram's called Avram Ha'ivri. And Ivri, I say is from, from literally means the Hebrew, but <laughs> it, it means Aver who is the other. That the whole world was maybe on one side and Avram was on the other side. And even though he and his wife and maybe his uh, you know, people who were with him were very, very small, he was able to, at the Nefesh, Hecher, Subecharon, it talks about the people, the souls that he formed in Haran, that he was able to have an influence amongst the darkness, amongst the, the people who maybe were belittling him or um, saying, you know, you believe in this this God of nothingness. What What is that? But he had this ability to, to be a blessing, to be a light, and to even when the world was not on his side or his environment was not... Uh, with him he uh he shined he was able to bring those souls
1: so thinking of being a blessing and blessing others what would you like to share with everybody as the final blessing for this podcast and for shabbat
0: i just want to bless everyone that um you can see meaning in your life and that you could really tap into the blessing that exists in your life and uh, be able to illuminate others, illuminate yourself and uh, illuminate the world on this uh, Shabbat, no matter even if you, you feel low.